This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning. I'm the visiting pastor, so. (laughs) Today's service is all about God's mercy and his grace for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the 11th Sunday after Trinity is written in Genesis chapter 4. Now Adam knew his wife, Eve, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering Of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. It desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. And whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. 
If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest any who found him should attack him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in Ephesians chapter 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. Alleluia. Our Lord has conquered death and the grave. O death, where is your victory? O grave, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be all honor and glory and praise this day. Our text from the Gospel of St. Luke, Jesus says, I tell you that this man rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. These are the words of our text, God's grace and his mercy, and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The good news, the gospel, is summarized in two words, six Letters. 
Here it is. For you. For you. This is the heart of our salvation. This is the good news that is the core of what we believe as God's people. For you. For you, Jesus was born because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. For you, Jesus came to serve. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. For you, Jesus was crucified on Calvary's cross to pay the wages of sin. God made Jesus to be sin for you so that you in Christ would become the righteousness and the holiness of God, holy and righteous in God's eyes. Oh, it is true, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to his own way. Every inclination of our heart is evil all of the time. There is no one who is righteous, not one. And God laid upon Jesus all of that iniquity, all of your iniquity and mine. And by his wounds you are healed. By his innocent suffering and death, you are reconciled to God. By his sacrifice, all of your sin, every bit of it, the sins that you do, the good that you fail to do, the sin you are born with, all of it is forgiven in Christ. Oh, but there is so much more for you. For you, Jesus rose from the dead on Easter Sunday morning. He conquered death in the grave for you, so that you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And Jesus says to you, I am the resurrection and the life. For you, I go to prepare a place. And if I go and prepare a place, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. For you, for you is at the heart of Holy Communion that we celebrate today. Take, eat, Jesus says. This is my body given for you. Take, drink. This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sin. For you, when you are burdened by your sins and weighed down with guilt, Jesus says, I give you my body and my blood for the forgiveness of your sins. For you, I give you a foretaste of the feast to come in the Holy Supper here at my rail. For you, I give you my word and water in holy baptism. Here in the water and the word, you are buried with Christ and you are raised to new life in Jesus. Here, in baptism, your sins are forgiven. When you wake up in the morning, make the sign of the cross and remember that you are baptized. 
Your sin is forgiven. You belong to Christ. You are adopted into his family. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy. Oh, but now you have received mercy for you, for you and for your children. Jesus gives you holy baptism. It is all for you. This is the gospel. This is the good news. Two words, six letters, your salvation. It is Christ for you. Jesus for you. Forgiveness for you. Eternal life for you. The peace of God that passes all understanding for you. This is your living hope. Jesus for you. St. Paul said it this way, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not because of works, lest any man should boast. One man goes up to the temple to pray. He doesn't need the gospel. He isn't interested in Jesus for you. He is interested in his performance, his works, his earning a place in God's family. He is proud. He is arrogant. He is self-righteous. He is a self-made man and he doesn't need God's mercy. And he looks down upon those who do. He sees himself as better than most, if not better than all. And he prays, God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of all I get. This man in the temple is not interested in Jesus for you. He is focused upon what he has done for God. He says to God, look, look at what I've done for you. You see, he has it all backwards, doesn't he? In his eyes, salvation is not about Jesus for you. It's about me for Jesus. And this man was a Pharisee. This is where most Christians live today. They live in this man's shoes. They believe that Christianity is all about their performance for God. Yes, they, they know the gospel. They know that Jesus died on the cross for you. They know that the gospel brought them to faith. The gospel brings them into God's family, his church. The gospel, though, is for sinners. The gospel is for unbelievers, and that's what they once were. But after that, they believe. Once you are a Christian, it is all about you. It is all about your performance for Jesus. All about you getting better and better day after day. Doing more and more for Jesus. Understanding more and more about your spiritual gifts and abilities. The things you can get 
and give to God, growing more and more in your walk with Jesus. You do all you can do. And then hopefully, maybe at the end, Jesus might just fill in what you didn't do. But the problem is you never know if you've done enough. And soon you forget about Jesus for you. It's all about what you do for Jesus. Your life becomes, Jesus, look at me. Look at what I'm doing for you. I thank you that I'm not like the rest of sinners over there. And in most Christian churches across our country this morning, people will not hear about Jesus for you. They will hear about what they must do for Jesus. And Holy Communion is not about Jesus giving you his body and blood for the forgiveness of sins. No, Holy Communion is an ordinance to be fulfilled. It is a law, something that you must do for Jesus. That by coming here, you show your loyalty to Jesus. That you are giving something to him. You remember him by coming to the altar. Worship is not about Jesus for you. It's about what you have to offer to God. And the song of the church is a song of justifying yourself before God. And the refrain of that song is, I have fasted twice a week and given a tenth of all I get. Look at me, Jesus. Look at me, Jesus. Here I am. Here I am, Jesus, to show you how good I am, how worthy I am, how much I love you, Jesus. I am here, Jesus, for you. And Jesus says to all of this, he who exalts himself will be humbled. He does not go home justified. And many Christians will not go home justified today because they do not hear the good news, Jesus, for you. And worse, they try to justify themselves before God. Another man goes up to the temple to pray. He knows that he is a lost and condemned person. All of his righteous acts are filthy rags before God. He has absolutely nothing to offer to God. He says, Jesus, I have nothing for you. He stands in the back, out of the limelight, He can't even lift up his head to look to heaven. He is weighed down by his sin. He is overcome by his guilt. His sin is ever before him and he beats his breast. He quietly, softly, whispering, weeping says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. His song is sorrow. His song is mercy. And Jesus says to him, I have something for you. I have pardon for all of your sins. I have freedom from your guilt. I have peace to replace your fear. I have life to replace death. I have my body and my blood for you. Remember your baptism. I made you mine. I have mercy for you. And now he sings, Jesus, thy blood and righteousness, my beauty are 
my glorious dress, midst flaming worlds in these arrayed with joy, shall I lift up my head. By grace I'm saved, grace free and boundless. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Rock of ages cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. And Jesus says to you and me this morning, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus works humility in you and me. He gives to you and me a humble heart. He saves us from self-righteousness. And he works repentance in you and me. Repentance is not us turning around to follow after Jesus. Repentance is Jesus turning us, Jesus forgiving us. Remember, repentance has two parts, sorrow and faith. Faith that God is merciful to us for Jesus' sake. And God enables you and me to live in the tax collector's shoes, not the Pharisees. And Jesus puts his words into your mouth. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And so we pray, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. We say, nothing in my hand I bring, simply to thy cross I cling, Christ crucified I come. We say, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended thee. And Jesus says, I have something for you. I have something for you. Upon this, your confession, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I am for you. And that's the gospel. Not you for Jesus, but Jesus for you. Two words, six letters for you. Go home this morning and rejoice. Jesus is for you. In his name, amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. Let's rejoice and speak together the Apostles' Creed, the good news of Jesus for you. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. 
From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our CDC staff members and children, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all college students, as they begin a new year of study, that God will keep them healthy and safe, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our Emmanuel teachers, as they prepare for a new year, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all health care workers, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our president and all leaders, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all other needs, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Lord, now you let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared in the sight of every people, a light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.